Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today, Ambrosia? Ambrosia? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, too. I finally, um, I feel like I've finally settled down from all this traveling I've been doing, like including a retreat and just I've been traveling. I went to Boston. I went to Buffalo. And I feel like I'm finally just like settling down. So that feels good. How about you? Um, I'm doing good. I had a good weekend. Um you're going to go parasailing this week. I'm going to go parasailing tomorrow. I'm really excited. Let's all hope that the weather permits because the weather was not good yesterday. So I didn't get to do it yesterday. I'm holding out hope for you. I not, appreciate you. Not just hope. Good good vibes. I think Good vibes. Have, I think you're going to have an awesome time. Can't wait to hear about it. I'm pretty excited. Woo-hoo. Well, so um, if you're watching this on Facebook, then you already know because we already put trigger warning. But if you're listening to this, uh, you didn't read the description. The description. This episode might be very triggering for you today. So yes, trigger warning all around. Um, trigger warning. Talking about um, sexual assault, rape culture, uh, vaccinations. Could also be very triggling. Triggering. Triggling. Triggling. Tickling? (laughs) So just be forewarned if any of that triggers you, this might not be the episode for you uh, or it might be, but just, you know, be aware before you proceed with listening. Um, And that being said, let's get into it. So first and foremost, Ambie and I want to, you know, we were talking today and realizing that Ever since everything with COVID and vaccines and all of that started, we've we've kept it pretty quiet on this show because mm-hmm. um, I think we both just really, I don't know, we there was so much conflict going on. I think we both kind of just, we weren't ready to talk about it. We weren't, re- we just didn't want to go into those waters. And I think recently we both had several experiences that have, uh, made us realize that it is important to talk about, you know, where we personally stand on everything. Um, just because, um, well, especially with regards to vaccinations, something that we constantly experience is this assumption that because we are in the spiritual community and 
Am- Ambi, especially you being like a yeah. very, like a psychic medium, there is this assumption that like we are against the vaccine or that we don't have the vaccine uh, or that we don't believe in the vaccine. And the truth is that we both very much believe in the vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. And we're both vaccinated. We And we have both been vaccinated for a while. For a while. Very yeah. happy about it. Um, yeah. And we... And we, sorry, Amby, I don't mean to keep speaking for you, but You're fine. we both absolutely believe that everybody should have their choice because, of course, people have um, pre-existing conditions. And, obvi- and also, I, I think we both don't agree with the fact that, you know, something like that should be mandated for everyone. So we believe in everybody's choice. However, if you ask us about the vaccine, what do you think about the vaccine? We're going to tell you that if it if you're asking our opinion, we believe in it and we support it. And we think that it's a really good idea if um, if it's something that you've been thinking about. Um, Ambie, I know some people have asked both me and you about like how the vaccine has affected your intuition, um, if it has affected you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share about that? Yeah. So essentially, um, so I want to tell everybody that this decision for me did not come lightly. And this decision was helped by my mother and my husband, um, mainly, and science and the Arc 9. So a couple of things with this. When this first started, when the vaccine first came out and there was a lot of, there still are a lot of conspiracies about it. And there was a lot of concern about it, which there still are. Um, essentially, I asked my mom, who is 76, 77, roughly. So she's been through the polio plague. I asked her like what her thoughts are on it. And she said that during uh, the polio plague, people were doing the same thing. People were worried that the vaccine for polio was... Um, it was going to make you infertile. It was going to have like all of these negative side effects that the polio was man-made, like pretty much all of the same things were happening. And she's like, other than hurting and scarring your arm, it prevented polio. Like that's what it did. Um, and so she was all for the vaccine. My husband was another one. He was in the Marines and he was, he told me, Um, I asked him about it and his response was, I got the anthrax vaccine. Did the general population get that? And I was like, no, he's like, there's a reason. And he's like, if it's safe enough for the general population, they have already experimented on the military. Like pretty much is his, like in summary for what he said is they give the military the vaccines first. If they have bad side effects and they don't give them to the general population. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. He's like, so the fact that I've got a vaccine that nobody else has, and they don't really know what the hell is going to happen to me in 20 years, tells me that this vaccine is fine. Like for me, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So that still mean I still had reservations about it. And so we asked the ARC-9 and their view was that if you believe the vaccine is going to make you sick and it's going to have detrimental effects, then that's what will happen. However, if you believe that the vaccine is going to help you and it's going to be a positive influence in your body, that's what will happen. So it's like anything else that you ingest or put in your body. The other thing that I thought about is we don't really know what's in our food. Like, let's think about this for 
a logical, real, serious situation. I eat fast food more often than I care to admit, to be honest. And I have no fucking clue what is in that food. I also get Botox. So I am not a person that's going to sit here and say that I'm not going to get the vaccine because I don't know what it's going to do to my body. I do other shit that I am fairly con- I have no clue what it's going to do to my body and I'm okay with that. So why would I not be okay with this? Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of conspiracies about the government microchipping you. And my view on that is I personally, <laughs> I personally feel like if you think that our cell phones aren't a GPS to track us, then that's insane. And why, why would they microchip us? Like, why are we so important that that's what would happen? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was the right call. I, if I was immunocompromised, I would get the third shot. I would get the booster without even thinking with, without hesitation. And I was sick for two days after the vaccine. I did have, um, not like severe reactions. I had a fever. I, pretty normal I, I had normal reactions. I felt like I had the flu, like that was it. Um, but that was it. Like I would still, if they, if they tell us like in the fall, you're going to have to get vaccinated. Cool. Then I'll get vaccinated again because with the flu vaccine, that's another one that not a lot of people that I know get every year. And I still get it because the two times I have not gotten the flu vaccine, Um, I've been very ill. The two times that my son has not gotten the flu vaccine, he was in the hospital with pneumonia. So for me, I am very pro-vaccines. I've always been pro-vaccines. There's a lot of science behind it. And it just just is what it is. Like, I don't know. My son, my 17-year-old is vaccinated. If I didn't feel like it was safe enough for him, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And I want to take this moment, too, to point out that, again, going back to, I think people look at you in particular, Ambie, and think like, oh, well, she's a psychic. And so if she's a psychic, she's so in the spiritual community. And so she must be, you know, uh, in alignment with, you know, some of the conspiracy theories out there. And the truth is, you're one of the most... um, scientifically, medically, medical, like one of the biggest supporters in the scientific and medical community that I've literally ever met in my life. So it's very interesting (laughs) to me, this assumption uh, at times. And I think it's, again, it's, I can speak for myself as well. I feel like even on an earlier episode, pretty sure when Elizabeth April was on here and she brought up something about the vaccine, and this was way in the beginning of COVID, I remember being like, what can you tell us about the vaccine? Because I feel like even if we don't want to get it, there's some people around us that will, will make make us get it and stuff. And, you know, she... I, and I think in a way that's happening, actually. But keep going. Yeah, it is. And I think I was really speaking about myself because I mm-hmm. was nervous about the vaccine. You were very nervous about it, too. So was I. Yeah, yeah. we were both very nervous about it. Because And... And and part of me was a bit steeped in the conspiracy. Like, I've been pretty mm-hmm. open about that recently, about how I've spent some time really pulling myself out of these conspiracy theories, mainly because it doesn't feel good to – it doesn't feel good for that to be my reality. I need, I would like to create a different reality. I don't like waking up every day and thinking that. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel happy to me. It doesn't feel optimistic to me. I don't like that. 
and realizing that that was really my responsibility to pull myself out of that reality. Um, and honestly, my life has gotten so much better since I've made that choice because that was the right choice for me to do that. But the point is, before I got the vaccine, I really felt into it for myself as well. I really did like a lot of um, just thinking about it, intuitive feeling into it, talking to Ambie about it, talking to Arc9 about it. And when it came time for me to get it, I was excited. I was pumped. Yeah. Like by the time I got there, I was like, oh my God, let's do this. And I actually had zero response, none. Like I literally, mm-hmm. it was like, it was like any other day, both times, um, which was great, was was great for me, like cool. But even if I had had a reaction, it still would have been great because by the time I got there, I was excited to get it because I really believe in it and I really believe in um I really believe in the science of it and it makes me feel better. Personally, mm-hmm. it makes me feel better. So this is not, this episode is not about us like trying to preach to you. Yeah. yeah. It's about us just being open and honest and just clearly saying this is what we think about the vaccine. This is our beliefs and mm-hmm. everyone is entitled to their own beliefs. But if you ask us about it, we're we're pro-vaccine. Yeah. Um I will tell, oh, go ahead. I was going to say something. I will tell you that I did have a reading uh, this weekend and someone was asking me, so part of this came from the fact that I have had an abnormal amount of women that are blonde and white that look like me that think that because we look the same, we have the same views. And that is simply not the case. Sorry about that, but we don't have the same (laughs) views on a lot of topics. And I just wanted to be very clear about what my views are on different things because I feel like I've been too quiet about a lot of things. So this person was asking me about the vaccine and she was saying, what are the long-term effects of the vaccine? And so psychically, I tried to remove like any bias that I have, but I'm human. So you're always going to have some bias, right? I tried to remove any bias that I had and I didn't see for her that there would be any long-term effects. Now, I think everybody's different, but for her, that there would be any long-term effects of the vaccine. However, what I did see is that she's going to get COVID again because she's already had it once. And the long-term effects of that will change her body chemistry. I did see that psychically. And I told her about that and she was confused. And I was a little confused until I was talking to, um, I know this nurse and uh, she's been working on the COVID ward and she was telling me that um, where I live, basically everybody that's getting COVID in the hospital is unvaccinated, which is like, Hey, that's your business. It's not my business. And what they're watching is that the patients with COVID that recover, they are developing this illness that is super rare. Only 2000 people in the world have it. But basically what it does, it attacks the covering of your muscle fibers. So it completely wastes away your muscles in a quick way, like abnormally fast, like years. So she has that disease and she has to get special treatment for it and this, that, and the other thing. Um, But she got pneumonia and the lung infection that she developed triggered it. It was like dormant in her body and it triggered it. So it's not to say that this will happen to everybody, right? Like I'm sure it won't, but it's interesting that everybody's okay with 
the long-term effects of the vaccine, but what about the long-term effects of COVID? That they're not okay with the well, no, I mean, they're, they're, they're okay. Like, I feel like a lot of people have come to an agreement with there are long-term effects of the vaccine, right? And yeah. I'm not okay with those, right? But there are no long-term effects of getting COVID and my immune system can overpower COVID. And maybe your immune system can, maybe you won't end up in the hospital. You won't die from COVID, right? But what are the long-term effects of that? Because it will change your body chemistry, it will change your makeup. Um, and I think the other thing last winter that got really real for me was I actually talked to five people that had passed away from COVID. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized like, holy shit, like this is not a conspiracy. Like this is very real. This is happening. And so to be honest, it scared me and freaked me out. I was like, I've got to, um, I've got to do something to protect myself. So that's what I felt like was the right thing. But if you don't feel like that's the right thing for you, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. One more thing before we transition to our next triggering topic. <laughs> <laughs> so many triggering topics today. Um, some people who I've talked to, I think I, I mentioned this, but I don't think we ever came back around to this in the conversation. But um, there's been questions about like, well, has – because since we're both vaccinated, well, has this affected your intuition? Has this affected your gifts? Has this affected your gifts, Ambrosia? No, um, it has not affected my gifts. What I will say is it's affected my discernment in the sense that I, I feel like I can separate the information that people have to like higher consciousness and the information that people have as a human being. Mm-hmm. Just because someone, myself, anyone in I am included in this, but just because someone has access to like higher dimensional beings does not mean that they are a nice or good or kind human being. And that's something we're going to talk about in the next segment. But I feel like kind of like a a veil was lifted off of a lot of people that I know personally that I'm able to discern. Holy shit, like we don't have a lot of similarities And that's not because of the vaccine, but I think that it's the actions um, this last year that have come up with that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. It's very interesting, actually, to think about it in that way. And um, actually, it reminded me of, (sighs) yeah, you know, I think part of the whole thing with the vaccine is that um, what it's really been doing is creating this crazy divide, right? Which is why, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of people that, so for example, I actually was talking to someone, this was a couple months ago, who I wanted to work with in a certain way. I was going to bring this person into, like, my world in a certain way to kind of let them share something they were good at. Mm -hmm. And um, we were talking, we had this amazing initial talk, and I really thought, I I, I actually ended up helping this person and doing some, some work with them. And then at the end, they started talking about how um, they were suddenly they just started talking about the vaccine and how anyone who had the vaccine, they don't want to be around them at all. They they um, they think that like it's going to like make them sick in a different way or something like all of this intense like fear, but also like basically like uh, what do you call it? Prejudice towards someone who has the vaccine. And I'm sitting there with the vaccine. But this person doesn't think that. They think, oh, well, you're like me, so you must, you get it, right? And I'm just like, 
Okay, and then we wrap up the thing. And then um, afterwards, I just felt so... I had to, I sent them a message later that day. I sent them a voice message and it was really nice and respectful. And I just said, hey, listen, like I, um, I really, I respect you. I think you're a nice person. I, I had a good talk with you. I'm glad we had that, you know, time together. But you also clearly just stated that you do not want to be around anyone who has had the vaccine, that you don't think highly of them, that you, you know, whatever. And I just want to let you know that I have it. And I was looking forward to working together, but I obviously don't think this is an alignment for either of us right now because I think this is actually a good thing. And I am open to if you don't if you don't have it, that's fine. But like there's obviously like a mismatch right now. And I and she never responded to me. She and it's okay. I wasn't upset about that. I think it was an important moment for me to realize like, number one, it's really important to be respectful of everyone's decision because you don't know what their situation is. But two, mm-hmm. it's also important to, and this is why we're doing this podcast today, to to be upfront about what you believe and what you think and 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 to not hide that because of um, you know, a, a fear or what someone else might say. I think it's important okay. for us to feel safe to all share where we stand and to respect each other. Um, and I think that's really what we're in the middle of learning how to do right now because it's very triggering. It's very triggering to a lot of people. So, absolutely, that's a good point. I think that no matter what your, my opinion is, no matter what your beliefs are on the vaccine, like being disrespectful of other people, whether you agree or don't agree with it, is isn't really beneficial. Like, mm-hmm. that's totally fine if you're not vaccinated. I've seen a lot of people that have been really like shunned from their communities and really isolated because they're not vaccinated. And my sister-in-law is actually against the vaccine and she's unvaccinated. And I still, you know, talk to her and stuff like that. Um, And I have friends that are too, and that's fine. Um, But it can't go the other way either. You know, if you don't want to talk to me anymore because I'm vaccinated, that's your choice too. That's totally fine. But I feel like it's, um, I feel like everybody is just trying to do the thing that is keeping them safe. You know what I mean? Cause I, when I psychically feel into it, I feel so much fear on both sides. Mm -hmm. Like it's that mentality of saving people. Like I want you to get vaccinated because I really want you to be healthy. And I don't want you to get vaccinated because I really want you to be healthy. It's the same message. It's just a different take on it. You know, totally. It's the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Can I just read a couple of comments from Facebook? Sure. And then we can. Okay. So uh, I saw Shanley say something earlier, but it's not letting me go up. Shanley said something about, Shanley, what did you say? Because I really liked your comment. Dang it. Okay. Well, whatever. Oh, no. Okay. So Michael Boyle. Hi, Michael. Said, Michael. Thanks for this lady's important stuff. Also, yo, yo. He said, I also used to be balls deep in conspiracy theories, and I'm so glad I got myself out of that world. It's way unhealthy to be as obsessed about it all as I used to be. Um, Shanley said, thank you, thank you for sharing this. Julia Phoenix said, speak that truth, Ambie. Love you, girl. Um, Love you, Julia. Heather D said, so glad you were discussing this today. This vaccine decision and my intuitive feelings toward it has shifted heavily. Love you, ladies. Um, Judy Armstrong says, thank you for sharing this subject matter. 
Um, Love you, Judy. Liz Magnolia said, fear is a hell of a drug, y'all. Maddie Carter says, we got it to protect ourselves and others for a reason. No reason to shun them now. Yeah, Yeah, I see what you're saying. Dale clapped. Lots of awesome. So I think in general, this I'm really glad we ended up talking about this because I, I feel like the people that listen to this podcast have in a way been wanting to have this conversation or hear about it or to talk mm-hmm. about it in some way. And mm-hmm. I, I think we just weren't ready to until recently. So I'm glad that we decided to talk about it. Thank you guys for being so receptive and um, hope that that's helpful to you in whatever way you need it to be. And um, should we transition? <laughs> Let's transition into the next scary topic, sure. which is rape. <laughs> um, so super trigger warning because this is serious. Okay. So I'm going to share my truth. And it is not meant to upset people. It is not meant to however you receive it is how you receive it. There are people, let me, let me backtrack, let me backtrack. Rape is not like the movies. Rape is not like you're in an alley and someone pins you down and holds you at gunpoint and does all that. Most of rape happens from someone that you know. Most of rape happens from someone you trust, that you are drugged, or that you are willing taking psychedelics or drugs or drinking, and they think that that is an in to violate your body. And this subject has me so fucking mad that I can't be quiet about it anymore. When you have power and you have a position or a platform in which people look up to you, that does not give anyone, whether you're a parent, a priest, a spiritual leader, whoever, When you are in a position of authority, you do not get to decide when someone says yes or no to you. And I feel like it's really important that we have this conversation because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the spiritual community, have this mindset that because they are connected to 11D or to higher dimensional frequencies, that they have access to other people's bodies and they absolutely fucking do not. So look at John, son of God is a good example of this. Someone who manipulated people used his power to say, God told me that I have to have sex with you or you have to have sex with me to reach a new level of spirituality. Fuck that and fuck him. That is completely inappropriate. Some of the things that he shared, could they have been spiritual? Yes. I don't agree with like just getting rid of everything he said, but his actions prove that he's a piece of shit. He's a, he's a piece of shit human, right? And I think it's important to remember that whether you are a priest or anyone else or a spiritual leader, you're a fucking human. And therefore, no matter if you have a direct connection to God or anybody, you don't get to decide if you want to have sex with me. I make that fucking choice. And me, myself, I have never been raped, but I have been put in that position more times than I can fucking count. Mm -hmm. 
And further, I have known a lot of women that were raped this way in particular, and they never want to come forward because they worry about the man's reputation, which is bullshit. They worry uh, that they have done something wrong. Well, I dressed too sexy. I drank with someone I wasn't supposed to. I did this. I was too provocative. And that goes into our society of victim blaming. You're going to blame the woman because I'm only talking about women. I know men get raped too. And if that's your argument to this, I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm talking about women right now. You're going to blame the woman for dressing provocatively, acting provocatively, when she didn't have the opportunity to say no, that's fucked up. And for a lot of women, we are pitted against each other because we don't want to hurt the man. Mm-hmm. I was at, I worked at Geico. I had a man ask me if he wanted me to see his dick. I went to my supervisor. I was actually in charge of him went to my supervisor and her words to me were, you're going to ruin a man's reputation. Don't say anything. That's what my fucking supervisor's words to me were. That is awful. I had a friend in high school tell a guy, if you get Ambie drunk enough, she'll have sex with you. I'll help her. Fuck you. So you're helping someone rape me. We put ourselves against each other for what? And we don't feel safe coming forward because we tell our friends, we tell our sisters, we tell our mothers that we're overreacting, that we're being too loud, that we're being too aggressive, that we're being too bitchy. No, we are being none of those things. We are being outspoken because it is something that is not used to happen. It is currently fucking happening actively right now as we are speaking the statistics are one in three women is raped Mm -hmm. and those are just the women that come forward so think about how many women are actually being raped that are not coming forward how many women are being manipulated to think that they deserved it they did something wrong and that because of that they should not come forward and instead of thinking that it's a different woman think if this was you If this was your sister, if this was your child, if this was someone you gave a fuck about, these are human beings that are being trafficked, that are being raped by people they know. It's not a stranger on the street. It's a fucking person that you trust to help you. It's a parent. It's a spiritual leader. And that is what fucking disgusts me the most. Most people don't know that trafficking actually happens from a parent. 90% of trafficking. That's fucking insane. It's not like the movies. The movies need to make it realistic. I am done. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. She's applauding if you can't hear. Thank you for sharing. Um, Everybody on Facebook is hearting and clapping and saying absolutely Judy said, take back our power. Dale said, the workplace is the worst. I think that, well, first of all, thank you for sharing all that, Ambie, because I feel like 
again, it's a very, it's one of those things that isn't talked about a lot. And it's something that, like you said, is happening so often. And I think that you sharing about this is hopefully someone who hears that this, who has experienced something like this can have the light bulb go off that like they're not alone and that they're not supposed, and that if they, if they want to come forward, they can and there's support and that you know, sometimes if you list, if you have people around you that are like gaslighting you or you've been gaslit a lot in your life to believe, like you said, Ambi, that, oh, no, you're going to ruin this or everyone's going to be mad at you or no one will be with you or all that. Hopefully you can um, hear and feel from this podcast that there are people who will support you, that there are resources for you. We are people who will support you um, if no one else. And I, I, what I wanted to ask you, Ambi, was, you know, when I asked you what to title this episode, you said rape culture. So what does rape culture mean to you? To me, rape culture means victim blaming. Mm-hmm. It means looking for, looking for a reason that the man wasn't at fault. Right. Well, I heard someone say, well, she was asking for it. I've actually heard someone say this to me. She was asking for it. She was naked. Mm -hmm. No, that's not asking for it. That is not asking for it. If you can't say yes, you can't say no. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. And it's interesting how we can view men in power and look at them as confident and strong and important But when women are in power, we're bitches, we're dramatic, we're too much. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because men have created that narrative around women to keep them controlled. But we've also bought into it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I have had more women come up to me and tell me that I'm prettier if I smile than I've had men. Mm -hmm. I had someone do that two days ago at the gym. She came up to me and she said, you're so, your smile is so pretty. And I, I knew where she was fucking going. And I said, thank you. And she goes, you should do that more. And I said, no. And I walked away. Like, you're not going to fucking tell me what I'm doing with my body. Keep it moving. I had another woman tell me that if I could just give you some feedback about your website, I think your pictures are intimidating other women. Cause you're very beautiful. But I think that if you didn't have your pictures of yourself on your website, you would have more clients because you're intimidating. Fuck all the way off and bye. Like, no, I'm intimidating the right people because the women that don't want to work with me because they think I'm too pretty, they won't work with me. Those that's not the kind of person I want to work with. I want to help women and I consider myself a girl's girl, a woman's woman. So when I see other people that I know personally that have been in situations where they have trusted someone, they have trusted a man, they have trusted another woman. And what is happening is they're being taken advantage of. It doesn't have to be Alexa. It doesn't have to be my sister. It doesn't have to be my mom. You're another fucking human being that is being taken advantage of when you shouldn't be. And we're so quick to help 
women in Afghanistan and to help women in other countries. But women in our country are having this shit happen. In this, in the United States, women as young as 13 can be married with their parent consent. 13. Today. And once they marry, they're their husband's property. That's what the law says. That they are property. That if that doesn't break your heart, then you need to really check how that is not affecting you. The other thing that blows my mind that we are just okay with in this country is the fact that if I get pregnant and I decide not to keep the baby, it is not my fucking choice by law that in some states I have to have that baby. That's insane. That's another way that people have said women cannot control themselves. They are not smart enough, strong enough, important enough. They they don't know what they're doing. So we're going to make that choice for them. We're going to tell them that whatever they're wearing is not appropriate because you are seducing men. We're going to tell them that if they do become pregnant, it doesn't matter if it's rape or incest, they have to keep that baby because they'll regret it later on. When I wanted to get my tubes tied, the fucking doctor asked my husband if that was okay. Mm-hmm. That was five years ago. This is not a past issue. This is a current issue. We do not have as much control and say over our bodies, over our minds, as we would want to believe. And it's not only men, but it's society in general. It is the views and the movies and the songs that we are subjected to at a very young age. We are taught as children that we cannot trust ourselves that we can't trust our intuition, that we can't trust what our thoughts are. And we have to have a Prince Charming come save us. What if I don't want a Prince Charming? What if I want a woman to save me? So then that gets really convoluted because now society tells me that I should be with a man, but I'm attracted to women. And that's a whole nother fucking issue, right? So if we don't fit into these little categories and these little boxes, then we're deemed not normal. And then it's this whole mind fuck with what's wrong with me. No, nothing is wrong with you. What is wrong with society? What is wrong with the way that we are raised in this country and other countries too? Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And you're right. I mean, some of the things that you're sharing are just insane. And we've really been insane. We've really been desensitized to it because it's kind of, like you said, it's the culture we grow up in, right? Which is crazy because, (sighs) but I, I think that's the thing about this moment in time, right? It's this moment in time to look around. Everything is so insane as it is. I mean, we're just already living in such an insane time. It's allowing everyone to look around and be like, what else is insane? Like, what else do we Mm -hmm. want to change? What else doesn't make sense here? And I think everything you're saying really doesn't make sense. And did I share this on the podcast about um, Friday the 13th? I can't remember. No, but you should. So the reason I know this is because my dad was born on Friday the 13th. And so like over the years, I've like looked into Friday the 13th. And, you know, Friday the 13th is seen as this like very unlucky day. It's this day in horror. It's literally a horror movie named Friday the 13th, right? Um, It's seen as unlucky. And um, so... 
I've done a lot of research on Friday the 13th. And Friday the 13th was initially, before any of this, originally, it was actually seen as the day of the goddess. It was the day of the divine feminine. Um, it was a day when women were celebrated uh, for their ability to bring life into this world and for being powerful creatures, especially when they are menstruating and when they're ovulating as they were seen as even more magical and more powerful and, and their ability to do so was seen as like, you know, such a gift, such a beautiful thing. And the reason it was Friday the 13th was because Friday is the day of Venus, Venus day. That is, I guess each day is like correlated with planets. I don't know. But Friday is Venus Day. Venus is the epitome of the divine feminine. And then the number 13 has always been associated with uh, the feminine in nature, um, particularly because there are 13 moon cycles every year. Um, and actually, the average woman has 13 periods a year. So mm -hmm. it's really that symbol of, and you know, women are so connected to the moon and all that. It's all about that fertility and those cycles. So Friday the 13th, was deemed this day of the goddess and it was a very powerful day to manifest it was a day when women would do lots of rituals and you know um especially when um like pagan traditions were developed it was that was the day and then of course you know the patriarchy eventually really turned that around because they said uh they they started saying oh no this is a very scary day this is the day when you know the rituals are done well the rituals are bringing demons and the rituals are you know they started reframing this and then reframing you know women's periods like women's and shaming them like shaming mm -hmm. that oh you're dirty like this isn't powerful this is dirty right it's this whole so then over time, Friday the 13th became the unlucky day, literally because it originally was the day of women and the day of this really powerful, their power, you know? So we just passed Friday the, thir the 13th this year. It was just like a week and a half ago. And uh, I was talking to somebody about it, one of my coaching clients, and um, she was like, oh, you guys should do a retreat on the next Friday the 13th. I was like, oh my God. Because I, I was like, oh, I want to do a women's event on Friday the 13th. She was like, it should be a retreat. I was like, oh my God, yeah. And I looked it up next year. It's like uh, May. It's next oh, May. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, but it's, um, but it's really something to make you think. Like it really is. Because if you just take that one example right there, it shows you how powerful women are and how men know that or the patriarchy or the powers that be have known that over history, over time. And the power of women has been a threat. And that's why it has been, you know, we have been basically brainwashed to think we're not powerful. We have been um, put in a society in which, you know, men are constantly encouraged, um, even subliminally, to take advantage of women. And also, they don't think, a lot of them don't even think that they're doing anything wrong, which is what's even crazier. Which is that's a part of this culture. Go ahead. Absolutely. Like, they don't think that what they're doing is wrong or inappropriate because they don't have a lot of people around them telling them no. Like, that's not okay. And also, it goes into the fact that they, there's so much pent-up anger and rage towards women that might be subconscious that whether it's your mother or your sister or just society in general, that women get to feel and be emotional and men do not. And that is like, that goes into that toxic masculinity and like all of that. But what I do want to say is 
if you are thinking like, well, this, you know, Ambie seems pretty upset about this and this is like a different issue. I encourage you to look at the spiritual teachers or the priests or whoever you have in your life that is toxically positive. Because if you're only talking about happy things and you're above everything and you're doing that, then you're not in your human. And when you're not in your human, you think you're above the law. You think you're above basic human rights. And a basic human right is the ability to say no. The ability to say, even as the sex act is happening, I've changed my mind. I no longer want to participate. Mm -hmm. That is a basic right for everybody. And if someone is unconscious or they cannot come to that conclusion themselves, meaning they're like 12, then that is their right too. They don't have that right yet. And so that shouldn't even be a question or a conversation. And so I'm just going to say something else and now I forgot. So I guess that's the end of it. I mean, I guess we'll, I don't know. Damn, Set it free. It'll point. come back. It's meant to be. All right. Uh, Maddie Carter on Facebook said, it's time to start questioning the norm because it's not normal, which I Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, I think that's what I was sorry. I just remembered. So like one of the things that I feel like is really empowering is taking up space. So a couple of things. If you feel like you have a hard time setting boundaries with people, telling no to people, doing things like just kind of going with the flow as compared to say, no, I don't want to do that. Two things that you could do that will help this right now is dancing. And like, it doesn't have to be in front of people, but just dancing is the act of taking up a lot of space and being unapologetic for it. The other thing is taking yourself to dinner by yourself. Nobody else there. So this is not something that scares me particularly, but I did take myself to dinner for the I think like one of the three times in my life the other night and it was so liberating because it wasn't just like go sit at the bar and eat quietly by yourself. I took up a whole table because I deserve being at the table. I got all of the food in front of me instead of in the middle and sharing. It was, it was just this feeling of, I deserve to take up all this space. And a lot of the time we are told as women that we need to be quiet and small Mm -hmm. and that creates victims. And I am anything but a fucking victim. So that being said, if you want to take up more space, those are two things you can do. And if you are someone that has been victimized and you have no one around you, please reach out. Please do. And thank you for being receptive. If you made it through this episode, good for you. Thank you for being receptive. Oh, one other thing I did want to say just on the heels of that is, and if you're a man who's listening to this and you're part of our listening audience, we know many of you and you know the men who listen to this podcast who I know are just beautiful people. And But if you're a man listening to this and this is making you uncomfortable or it's triggering you, I think a good thing to do would be to ask yourself, again, how, like, how can I be an ally to women? How can I support women? How can I make them feel safe? How can I stand up? It's the same thing with BLM. It's the same thing with all these issues that are arising right now. It's like, how can we be better allies for each other? And um, 
help this message uh, be heard and help the transition happening. Like if we're in a place of privilege, you know, it's one thing to make sure we're, um, you know, living in integrity with ourselves and within, you know, what we're talking about here. It's another thing to actually go that next step and be an ally and be really supportive in in whatever way we can, whether it's like speaking to other men, for example, or just keeping an eye out or, you know, making sure that the women around you feel really supported and really safe. Um, just something that came to my mind um, because we do have male listeners and, you know, we're all in this together type of thing. Yeah. We're all a part of it. And so whether we're talking about race or um, sexual assault or gender identity or whatever it is, it's it's something that we all really need to work on together. So that's all I have to say. And uh, thank – oh, wait, there is a question. Do you have time for a question, Ambie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maddie says, how do you break the cycle of feeling inferior in the presence of men, like taking a back seat subconsciously? It's a good question. I feel like the first thing would be to notice it. So you already are. And then I think the second thing would be to ask yourself why, what, what has taught you to be that way? Is it something someone said? Is it movies? Is it whatever the case may be? Um, but why are you feeling that way? And then I would go down to the, the root of that. So I, this is just an example. Um, was watching the movie Scream a couple weeks ago. And in this movie, the main actress is not wanting to have sex with her boyfriend. She's supposed to be 16. He's supposed to be the same age. And she apologizes to him and says, thank you for being patient with me. I just need to get over my mom's death. So a couple of fucking things wrong with that right there is that what we are learning as I remember watching that movie and wanting to look like her. And what we are learning as young women is that I need to apologize for the way that I'm feeling and that sex is something that is owed to men. Right. And I feel like I'm picking on men. So I apologize if I am, but it is not owed to anyone. And even in school, I was taught that sex is a gift. Nope, doesn't have to be a gift if I don't want it to be a gift. I can have sex with whoever the fuck I want to have sex with. That's just the bottom line, because it's my fucking choice, because it's my body. And if I don't want to look, smile, kiss, touch anyone, then that is my goddamn right. And no one should not have that right. Everyone, including children, should have that right. And so that's the other thing that I am really firm about in my family is I ask permission of my children if I can hug them or give them a kiss. Because it is still, and if they say no, I don't guilt them. I don't make them feel badly. Same thing with grandparents. I had to really work on that with my mother-in-law. It is not your right to get a hug or a kiss or affection from them. If they want to do that, that is fine. But it's those things that need to come into alignment now. But I think the big thing here is noticing where, where it's coming from 
and really asking questions about your belief systems. Why is this a belief? Where did it come from? How can I change it? And feeling triggered about it because we should fucking feel triggered about this. We should be upset about this. We should be upset that at 16, we're programmed that that's when we should lose our virginity. We're programmed that we will probably be raped. That is not okay. We teach women how to protect ourselves, but we don't teach other people how to not violate that boundary. And we think that if a woman is laughing or is not moving away, then she is a willing participant. And I don't know about you, but I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that is another thing that like, we need to teach people, non-binary men, women, everybody, that social cues, just because someone is not moving away or laughing, it doesn't mean that that's okay. They could be very uncomfortable. So it, it's, there's, I think there's so much to it, but main thing I would do is, is really dive in deeply with that belief. That's my long-winded answer. Awesome. Yeah, no, she said, yes, thank you, thank you, exclamation point. So thank you. Thank you guys for, well, thank you, Ambi, for sharing about this. And, you know, hopefully, like Ambi said, if, if you're listening to this and it strikes a chord with you, then you feel um, – at least you know that you're not wrong or you're not crazy or you're not alone and always feel safe if you need support, like Ambie said, to reach out. Um, and, uh, and thank you guys for listening to the podcast and supporting the podcast and just being a part of this community. Um, cause we really value all of you and we really value all of your, um, insights as well. And this community is very important to us. So, um, that being said, a couple quick announcements. Uh, one is if you want to come be with us in person and be in community with us and, you know, uh, our next retreat is all about rewilding yourself. Um, it is open to all genders, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think a in accordance with what we were just talking about, if you're a woman who really needs to like Maddie, if you're like, you were asking about, you know, how do I, um, what did you not ask? feel inferior? Yeah, to not me. feel inferior. That really is part of the intention of this retreat is really unlocking that wild side, that wild um, strength, confidence, power that women have. Really, in accordance with what we were talking about with Friday the Thirteenth, this this divine feminine power um, that's so connected with nature and really comes out when we we feel connected with nature, which is retreat is really going to be about. So um, if you want to join for that, we have some spots left. You can, uh, it's October 11th through 15th uh, in Austin, Texas, right outside Austin, Texas at Lake Travis. And if you guys want to be a part of that, you can click the link in our bio and apply and we'll get on a phone call and see if you're a right fit. Um, And this Friday, 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. EST, we are doing our monthly convos with ARC9. So if you've had a, conversa- a, con- a conversation, if you've had a question <laughs> for the ARC9, the Arcturians who Ambi channels, uh, and you want to ask them a question, we do, um, we do a monthly conversation with our patrons, um, and you get to ask a question. Sometimes you get to ask two. Sometimes you get to ask three. It depends how much time we have. But 
Um, if you've been wanting to ask about, you know, anything from the vaccine to God knows anything else going on right now or just something about the universe, uh, this is the place to ask it. And it's really cool to be a part of these conversations too because everybody asks such interesting questions and it really evokes such interesting information from mm-hmm. them. So, you know, you get a lot of answers from everyone else's conversation questions as well. Um, And that is available on replay. So once you're a part of that tier, which is our $20 Dragonfly tier, uh, you can go back and watch all of the replays of any one that we've ever done, which has been like a gajillion. So a gajillion, um, a gajillion hours of arc nine conversations. <laughs> so uh, we'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. And again, that is this coming Friday. I forget the date. Hold on. This coming Friday, the 27th of August at 3 p.m. EST. Um, anything else you want to announce, Ambie? Hmm. No, I feel like that's good. I feel like I feel really complete. Thank you guys for listening. Those who are still here. And um, I hope you guys feel, I hope you feel at least like you have someone uh, on your side. And until next time, everyone. Keep on blooming. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.